Hi, guys. Hey, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey. Hi, Carl. How's it going, Carl? <clears throat> Are there any questions? Yeah, I have kind of a question and kind of a practice update. Go for it. So. I feel like the distance between me being glad and me being me being like satisfied and me being happy is like getting getting bigger. So like I can be satisfied without like feeling joy and pity and stuff. And so I can just be satisfied, but without like all the positive emotions on top. And sometimes I feel like I'm more satisfied when I'm kind of like depressed just because it's less effort than like because it takes like a like a, a little bit of effort in order to generate like the happy sensations and the positive emotions. Oh, I've heard, so I'm I've kind heard of wondering before from you, Robert. <laughs> oh, God, am, am I allowed to like suffer if I'm more satisfied because it's less effort? Because it takes like a couple, it takes like a couple like seconds or a couple minutes of effort to like you don't need to ask for, you don't need to ask permission <laughs> well okay i think you're i think you're a little bit confused about what being satisfied is because if you're if you're suffering then you're not satisfied you're saying like oh i'm satisfied but I'm i am i am time. i'm as i'm more satisfied than i would be if i exerted effort to try and make myself no, that's not how it works. You're either satisfied or you're not. <laughs> bro. Okay. Well, so, you so do you I just keep like grinding I until? Think, I don't think you need to put so much effort in. But I remember you asked you asked the same thing like three or four weeks ago. Yeah. Look at you, okay. Joe, reviewing the minutes. <laughs> my, pra my practice kind of goes around in circles where I have the same issue always, and then yeah, and like does. the issues rotate. <laughs> it's good when you can see that though, right? Like when you can see that it's like, oh, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like, oh, I'm familiar with this one. And, and then you see those thoughts and you see that thought, oh, I prefer depression to being happy. And you... And you say it to yourself again, and that's why I'm laughing because I'm just like, there's no way that's right, <laughs> you know. Like even if you think that you're like, oh, I'm okay with being depressed, I, I agree with Scott that like, yeah, it's yeah. Well, if you're, if you're when I if, when I gladden the mind, it makes me it makes me like suffer more because I have to like suppress my hindrances and like shut well, them then out. Well, then you're not glad. Then you're not gladdening your mind. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and also I would say. Um, yeah, you got this reverse, dude. If you're happily depressed, how are you depressed? Say that you're depressed if you're I, happily depressed. Right? Because I'm just like okay with the fact that I'm depressed. I'm like depressed, but like I'm not like resisting being depressed. I'm just kind of like depressed. It, sound, really... it sounds like resignation. Like I would, I would categorize that a bit as resignation, not happiness. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. that's different. Like giving up. Exactly. You're giving up, but it's not the same as letting go. You, you kind of just say, I want to take a break. I want to take a break. So you go <clears> back <throat> to your old, old habit of just 
reacting how you like to react, being a victim and being sad. So you'll constantly just fall back into that loop because you want to take a break from practice, as you said, gladdening the mind yeah. feels tiring, right? Yeah. Probably because yeah, you're trying awesome. to gladden the mind when it doesn't need to be gladdened it, as far as like you're looking for a, for dukkha when there's no dukkha. That's what happens to me. When I look for dukkha when there's no dukkha, you, you go, you're going to be like, oh, I'm so tired of this. I just want to give up. And you feel so sad because there's no dukkha. You can't find anything. I cannot find anything. Yeah, like that's exactly right. If you look for dukkha when there's no dukkha, you're just going to find dukkha. Yeah. You'll find, find what you're looking for. Yeah, right. The, the very act of looking is like craving. And that mm-hmm. starts it up again. That starts it up again. That's right. And it all originates from that one thing of like, as, as Damarad explains, the Western mindset that this is some kind of goal, there's an end finish and you're craving to finish this, this task of gladdening the mind or achieving something, achieving some kind of state. So that's where that kind of arises from, I find in myself at least. But um, if I don't, I still feel like a bit like, like a, like a dull kind of sadness, like a dull depression kind of like a bit. Well, that's the dukkha then. Um... So how do I chuck that out with it without making like more effort to check it out? Relax, just, re- just relax. I, I would, I would, what I do in those situations, I try to stop the world. I will relax and I will look at my, my, my body. I will look at my images. I will look at everything and I will literally do everything super slowly. It seems to me at least, but I'm doing at normal speed. I'll be like picking up a cup and then taking a sip really slowly, like slow, slow yourself so down. So like your whole body is just yeah, relaxed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're going to come back. That's, to the that's really helpful. Slowing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel kind of how much like more relaxing that is. I just reach my bed and pick it up, and it's like a, it's a more relaxing like way to move and stuff. Slow so, motion. Also, so I, do I, I just wait for it to go away? Then, like for depression and stuff, I just relax <laughs> and just wait for it to go away. Then. Yeah, I also think I, I have like something related. I, I I had this note today. I mean, I it's related to you, I think, Robert, as well, because. I've noticed that sadness comes and you think I'm okay being sad, but it's probably because you're not finding dukkha as much in thoughts, but you can still visualize dukkha. I found out that thoughts can work as far as like visualization. So sometimes you're not finding anything in like language sense, but you might be visualizing without a language. If, if, if you have that like kind of, some people are more like visual beings, so they can visualize their thoughts more and they don't even notice that they're visualizing their thoughts without any language. So you're actually wow. creating dukkha visually for yourself, but you're not noticing the words. Yeah, because I'm not thinking it in words. Yeah, so you're but not finding anything it, yeah. in words, but maybe there's something in your visual, in your body, in your senses. Uh, it's just more investigation at least. What what works for me? I see. So I I should. It's like oh, I'm not having unwholesome thoughts for the verbal. I should still look to see if there's something unwholesome that isn't verbal, like a visualization or like a bodily sensation. Yeah, just sl- slow yourself down and 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 try to tr- try to re- relax. Not try to just relax. <laughs> Trying would be like. You know, <laughs> okay, more. and now 
Now I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, just let, just like let my mind go to wherever. Like let my mind kind of find the detail and stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's really helpful. Thank you. Hope that helps. Yeah. Oh, I feel so like I'm gonna take, take that with me. Point, yeah. Sometimes I find myself in in that sadness as well. So I I've, I've been I've been I've been investigating it more and more and more and more. Because I think, oh, I like being sad as well. Sometimes I'm like, no, that don't go there. <laughs> That's a dangerous territory, you know. That's a rabbit hole. Well, uh, you can enjoy sadness without suffering. Um, for example, when you watch a movie, there may be very sad moments, but there's no dukkha there. It's actually beautiful in a way because because you're not attached to. You don't see yourself as a character in the movie. So you can en you can enjoy the full spectrum of human emotions that there is to offer. But there's no there's no there's nobody there to suffer as a result of them. So I could listen to a beautiful touching song and like and feel moved by that emotion of sadness without becoming miserable and a victim of whatever it is I'm experiencing. The problem isn't the dukkha, the problem is the victim of the dukkha is the problem. I see, see. Yeah. So if I if I let the dukkha be there and don't create an identity out of the dukkha, like someone who wants to fix the dukkha, is that okay? Yeah, don't create an identity around fixing the dukkha and don't try to get rid of the dukkha because that's just more dukkha. Okay. Because that's kind of what I've been doing. I've kind of just been like accepting the dukkha and just like not trying to fix it and just like being, that's what I mean. And I'm like, I'm kind of more satisfied just like accepting the dukkha and trying to like go through the effort of trying to get rid of it. Perfect. Well, if you, yeah, if you're, in, if you're embracing it, that's okay it, then. That's like, great. That's you can cry, yeah, you great. can cry, you can cry and smile at the same mm -hmm. time, you know? Like that's, yeah. Because it's, it's more right? relaxing to do that. Yeah. It's more yeah, like, it's, it's more peaceful. Yeah. It's, and it's, and it's, it's less like it's less like oh poor me and more like uh i can see again these patterns and i can see this sort of like this this thing you know you can step outside of it for a kind of a minute and and really see and just embrace what you're feeling you know and like it's yeah, I just I laugh because it sounds exactly like me so often, you know, like I'm so often in this exact same, you know, sort of thought pattern, you know, yeah. and, um, and, I, and, you know, and then when you're not in it, like I feel I feel touched because I'm like, oh, poor Robert, like, you know, you wish that you could just like just give you a hug and like be like, oh, it's all right, man, That's fine. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Cause you don't have you don't have to feel like that, you know. Like I, I I know stuff is like difficult, but like the practice doesn't have to be a new difficulty, you know, that we create for ourselves. Thanks. Yeah, I was asking Scott like, cause sometimes I get really confused with practice, cause like at different times I feel like it's appropriate to do what I'm doing now where I just like I'm okay with the fact that I'm suffering and then other times I feel it's more appropriate to like really put forth the effort and get enthusiastic and bring in that beauty and stuff 
and it just kind of feels like appropriate at different times. So it's kind of confusing to know when to do what. And I was asking Scott on Instagram um, just before the call, um, like is like sort of is like just is Duke and Eroda just desire and Eroda? Is it kind of the same thing? What do you guys think? Wait, what's the question? Yeah, I didn't get the question. Sorry. Oh, so is is Duke and Eroda desire and Eroda? Does it mean not? It doesn't mean we remove desire. So if there's Duke, yeah. we remove like the desire to remove the Duke. Okay, du okay, Duke is suffering. Duke and Eroda is the cessation of suffering. Yes. Well, I don't understand where that desire comes into that. Because desire is the source of suffering. <laughs> well, then, that would be Duke. You can have you can have okay. wholesome desires like you can have a realistic picture of like where like where you're at right now right like yeah uh and and you can have some pretty like like wholesome desires and just be like okay well i i can i can accept that like for example a wholesome desire could be something to do with dhamma you know <laughs> like it's 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 okay because we're we're not perfect you know and we, and we never will yeah. be and Okay. Um, and to try to make these new rules where it's like, I got to get rid of every desire. It's like, I don't know. I mean, get get rid of the easy ones, you know, the, the like the worldly desires, you know, that those ones are pretty easy to get rid of. But um, some of some of the other ones that it takes, it takes quite a while. And I, yeah, I don't know. Well, Just, yeah. Did you read like did you read what I wrote? And because I responded to this question. I said, um he when he, he was asking about desires, I said, uh it's the desire for truth that is the final desire that quenches all other desires. Right, so the exactly. Desi the desire for truth is a good thing because because the desire for truth comes from truth itself. Mm. Because you wouldn't uh you wouldn't desire for truth if at some level you didn't already know what it was okay right? so, so you, you, you could you couldn't you couldn't desire for happiness if you've never experienced happiness mm -hmm. it's it's a it's almost like a gravitational pull of like a returning home to something that you 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 already know at the deepest core of your being what it is but but the the desire for that is a turning away from all other desires that can be directed towards an object or um it's not the same in the same way like you crave something like you crave something in the world or uh you you fear something that is here um it's a desire for something that transcends ultimately any 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 experience you can have so that desire is a purely wholesome desire and that's the reason why we're here. Like that desire is the reason why we're here talking about this stuff. Why we seek out the Dhamma. That's why we are in the Sangha. That's why we practice. So that's the only good desire that there is. That's okay. enthusiasm for practice, right? Yeah. yeah. When you say truth, you're, that, that means just like the present moment, right? Like the way that it is. Truth is um, the way that things are. Yeah. Um, so 
so it's okay then to have suffering to answer that question because i don't know what you formulate the present moment as because even the present moment if you think of the present moment as like something in between the past and the future that's still that's still within the linear time so if you think of the present moment as something that's really small in between all this future and all this past that's what that's not what i would call truly the present moment the present moment contains all like time moves within the present moment time is like the present moment is the container of all past future and so on yeah the present the yeah, present so... mo- the, the present moment doesn't move through time time moves through the present moment okay so i'm not having like and it's not like a concept of the present moment it's like the the real present moment the reality of the moment yeah okay and that's like that's just this right that's yeah, just everything okay Robert, so did if you, my, if did you did you check out the uh, works of jed mckenna at any time yeah yeah, I read his first book. Yeah. Because I, I, I wasn't reminded of it because uh, now it, we, we, we word truth into the whole conversation. And I, from, from what I, uh, from it, from those that, um, is that that's exactly what it was about. And, um, Yes, it's. Uh, I, I think. I think uh, it's quite a nice presentation in there, at least to a part to a point. Uh, what kind of can happen if that becomes your only desire? <laughs> Dag, it was yeah. a little hard to hear you. You're uh, breaking up a bit. It, all right. It's still choppy. Is it yeah. choppy for you guys as well? Can you hear yeah, him choppy. clearly? Yeah. yeah? yeah it's okay. Choppy. Oh, it's yeah. choppy, yeah. I think he said something to the extent of see what happens when uh, uh, the truth is the only thing you desire. Thanks. Mm. Thanks. Thank you. It's going to come find you. I think I remember Jed McKenna saying something like that. <laughs> Eventually, the truth comes and finds you. <laughs> but that happens as you investigate the moment. That, I mean, it, it's impossible to run from it. As you investigate and you, 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 you decode, remove the layers, you see what the truth is. You might, you might, as soon as another thought comes, you might just go away from it. But you're there for at least a split second when you're investigating and you finally get there. And then you distract yourself again. You get there and you distract yourself again. That's what continues to happen. Can you hear me better now? Now the uh, microphone is quite noisy, to be honest. Now you're pe- like peeking. It oh, man. Like you're peeking. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're not choppy, though. Go ahead. No, he's choppy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 
God damn it. Uh, I don't know if I can see this problem right now. Um, you, if you try hanging up and then it's a rejoining, that's what we need to do to my mom's malicious in the That works in my last couple of times. I just having a lot of experience with the mic. You know, one, one thing that I like thinking about the present moment is this uh, is sort of like math concept of like a, a graph that is coming all the way down to another point and it never reaches that point where we look really, really closely but it's actually kind of like impossible to see that point of contact. Um, so it's like it's something interesting because when we're referring to the present moment, we're actually referring to the contact that happens like an infinitesimally small moment after that, you know. Um, what what's that robert i'm sorry so, dog so, so it, your thing was just so loud your microphone is like super peaking what, what were you saying robert yeah a little a little bit but it's like it's just seeing like seeing how it functions, right? Of like seeing how all these things are are interrelated of like, okay, there's this stimulus that comes into my sense consciousness in some way, and that context sets off the whole line. And these things all kind of arise at exactly the same time over and over and over and over again, you know? Uh, and it never stops happening like that. And we keep observing that. And so, I'm just saying it because it can be kind of a thing of like, yeah, latching on to the present moment, like uh, Scott was saying, when we're not actually really touching our idea of the present moment, you know? Um, I don't know if that's helpful, but it can be it maybe is, too it is theoretical. It's, 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 not, it's not theoretical, it's not conceptual, it's experiential. That's the difference, is it experiential? And you can, you can physically feel like, like literally physically feel yourself being carried along as opposed to kind of like thinking of yourself as being in the present moment. It's it's a different kind of a of a vibration. I mean, I don't mean to get hippy dippy with it, but it definitely feels like that. Yeah. I think the easiest way to experience it is just like take take a breath. It, you will feel it for a split second as you consciously choose to take a breath. The, the presence that you bring to that breath, you will feel it, and 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 that's your kind of pinpoint of 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 the experience. It's pretty much like that, but without actually having to think, oh, I need to take a breath. I need to do this. So I'm not I'm not Hey Robert. Robert man, you're making me trip. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like you're on an alien planet because I was gonna like, say, am I the only one? I was like, it sounds like he's like a robot right now. You might want to like try reading. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was looking at Alex's face and he just looks like really confused. Like, <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Alex's thinking the same thing. Is it bad? No. 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 Oh, <laughs> dragged up to the mothership. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. <laughs> Guys, something I'd like to share real quick that I gotta go. Um, is that, Robert, you wanna test your mic? I was gonna share something, but check, check, check. No, no. still alien man. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to switch it to my phone. It's, it's, it's probably a like that. So we have no idea what you're saying. What <laughs> 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 I was going to say is, is something I was, I was talking to Scott like a couple minutes ago um, before we jumped on. And what I noticed is that um, there's never not seeing happening. Seeing is always happening. It's always present, just like the breath. So what is seeing the observations that are being made from this speech that's coming out of this mouth right here is, is always present. It's always seeing it. And it can't be pointed to. You can't point to what is seeing. The minute you try to point to it, what, you're po what it is that's pointing is seen. So seeing can only see, uh, and the scene comes from what's seeing. So I don't know why that sounds so freaking cool. No, but no, it's it's experiential. It's not reflective. Yeah, it's not reflective. There's no subject object. It's just, it's just object. Yeah, yeah. It's just whatever. It's just not. It's like that non-duality, right? It's non-duality at this point. It's going about. by itself. Exactly. Yeah. This. Are you talking about the seeing, Rick? Right, the I'm saying the seeing, the seeing, right, the seeing is going by itself, but the thinking about the seeing that becomes a reflexive act. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and in which case, then it's but no that's longer. seen too. Mm. That's seen too, though. It's all seen. Just really cool to see that because, like, it takes the at least in this moment, it takes the charge out of unwholesome thoughts like for sure unwholesome thoughts it takes the charge out of even just like noticing thinking like wanting uh having a tendency to think badly about mind wandering it takes the charge out of that too because that's all seen and if there's all that stuff is being seen i don't know it's just it's beyond it it, it doesn't seem like that's I, I see what you're saying like there's no yeah. need to judge it there's no, yeah. need, there's no need for judgment anymore because it's still, it's still just this, like, no, yeah, no, no need for the judgment. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no need for the judgment. It's just, it's just kind of cool to see. It's like, oh, wow, that scene, that scene, that scene. Yeah, I don't know. But, we, we... but as you're seeing, they're saying that seeing, that seeing, that, that seeing, that seeing. seeing. Yeah, it's seeing, it's seeing, it's seeing, it's seeing, it's seeing, it's seeing, it's seeing. It doesn't. It uh. It has no end. It has no end. But then I guess that means it also has no beginning. <laughs> so, I suppose, it's like, 
either you're seeing the seeing that's going on or you're not, but the seeing is always going on. Just like the breath. Yeah. So the, the point of like this is, is to be in the seeing as much as you can because yeah. that's what, like, you're, you're experiencing. Yeah. Fully. And it's, it's really kind of cool because it's like, even if there's like really great joy or spaciousness, right? Like those byproducts that we get, that's all just seen too. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm going to take my candy and, uh, Give, give myself a gold star. <laughs> Congratulations. And all that was just seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. And we're seeing <laughs> you seeing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Love you. Got to get back to work. But, okay. um, yeah, Alex. see you soon. Have a good one. Bye. For the insight. It's been yeah, good. yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, guys, is my mic better? Better. It is. Mm. It is better, yeah. Yay. Success. Awesome. Um, just if you guys would be open to talking about what we talked about before. Um, so the truth is the experience of the present moment. It's not a thought about the present moment. It's not the thought called the present moment. It's the, it's the experience of it. And you don't think about experience, you feel experience. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yes, okay. So that's right. And be, yeah, and because we're in such a habit of thinking and reflecting, even more, even in instantly after something happens, that we confuse it so quickly, right? And we start putting categories and expectations and judgments and cravings and whatever right in front of it, but it pulls us right out of that present moment truth experience yeah so is it awesome so if my experience is suffering and that's that's truth is it is it really whole is it really unholds is it really wholesome to want to change my experience to be one without suffering wouldn't it be more wholesome to accept the suffering that's oh, there <clears throat> what I get of your question, I, I, I'm just reminded of, I think you might have even mentioned this one or some, somebody did the whole, uh, so you have a choice when you find yourself physically in a situation that is unpleasant. You can either change something if you can change it, or if you can't change it, then you still, then you just don't have to worry about it, right? Because you can't, you can't change anything, right? So if you find yourself in that circumstance and you can see there's something that I can change, then just change that, you know? And and usually when it comes to thoughts and the mind, there usually is something that we can change, right? And the thing that we're changing is we're we're changing the way that our minds physically function. We're rewiring our our brains and we're rewiring like our our heart really, you know, it's the the mind heart sort of thing that that we're like working on getting more in touch with and getting a little bit away from the the other one that you're that you're kind of going with you know um i don't know if that's helpful can i add something to that so i think i think uh 
when 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 you say you don't want to change the the suffering you you, you feel like ac accepting it it comes from the position of sufferer because the sufferer feels like it's going to lose it, it still comes from a point like you want to be able to feel sadness you want to be able to feel all emotions and if you tell yourself it's not okay to feel these emotions then that part of you has to die off that part has to of you you have to let go you have to lose the sadness it's it's almost it comes a death of an, a certain ego certain certain spot of the victim certain spot of the ego so that's why it's so hard to let go of that part because it's fear the fear of it losing it itself is going to manifest as in saying oh wait as this thought oh wait am i doing it too hard am i am i am i supposed to am i supposed to get rid of this dukkha right now because i just want to feel sad so it's going to contradict itself right and i think you said something really good you used the words like let go but if someone's identifying with that desire then they see it as giving it up rather than letting it go and it's hard to give something up it's like trying yeah. to quit something that's habitual yeah. rather than realizing that you don't need it anymore and you can let it go without a concern without it yeah. without a worry but that's a that has to do with a reframe you know that's a, a big habitual reframe to realize you know that you know, in the end, it's not, I would say it's, it isn't worth, it isn't worth it. It sounds like a judgment, but it's not worth it to, 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 to be in that perspective. I mean, you can't just change it. You have to work through it a bit, but yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, like this, between me it feels letting like go and giving up. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, I don't want to give this up to change it. Yeah, you're yeah, clinging yeah. to something. You're clinging to this identity, as you said, Carl, sufferer, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. We do have to put a like a little bit of effort in and like yeah. getting the energy getting the energy built up and the faith really that hey this really works like this you know and and we're going to have times when we seem to be making progress and then we seem to be back in sort of the same feelings and we're like wait a minute, I, I, I haven't really gotten anywhere because I'm having the same sort of thought patterns and we when yeah. we're in those moments yeah then we really have to like, that's that's when we really got to practice, like almost, you know, it's more important because it's like, when things are going easy, it's, it's just effortless, right? But like when you find yourself with these sorts of thoughts, these sorts of just kind of ambivalence to the world, um, that's a really important time, I think, to, pra to really <clears throat> practice and to really focus in and be like, I, I gotta get this energy up and nobody's gonna come and do it for me, you know, like, it's it's on me. I, I have this often where I'm sitting there and I'm like, poor me, like, who should I call? Who should I talk to? And then the realization hits me. Wait a minute. How many times have you heard the whole teachings of the Buddha is there's nobody coming to save you. This is on you. You know, have you learned how to comfort yourself? Have you learned how to be caring and kind to yourself and to say these kind things to yourself, you know? And it's not running but away. It doesn't it's feel not... kind to do that. It doesn't feel kind to force myself to feel good. Yeah, you don't force. When it's unnatural. You don't, you don't, you don't force, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. I've, I think Scott put it in the chat. He says, like, he said the same thing to Alex. You relax into it. Because what you're experiencing, you're trying to change your, your experience. You're feeling sadness and you're trying just to layer it more. You're saying, oh, is this dukkha? I have to get rid of it. 
So you're 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 already irritated. So what what you need to do when you're irritated by that? You might not feel irritated, but you feel sadness and it's manifesting. You need to just relax. Relaxing into it, it will solve itself out. You're you're picturing you're picturing a future that is different than your reality of what you're in right now. That's the that's the other thing that for for me what ends up happening is that I'm like, okay, I'm sad right now, and I and I know if I do this practice, I should get happy, but. I'm not actually happy right now, mm -hmm. so I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of leaning. For yeah, something like I'm in expecting. The yeah, and I'm expecting yeah, like the results. I'm right? I'm like, well. oh, I know, I know how this goes. So if I just take a few deep breaths, I know exactly how I'm gonna feel. But you're not actually mm. feeling how you actually feel in that moment, right? So it's like you're kind of telling yourself something that's taking you out of the present and not getting you in touch with those feelings. And hey. All right, and back my old friend sadness. You and know? then when it doesn't work, one. you're there's a part of you is like, see, see, it right. didn't work. I knew it wouldn't work this time. Yeah. I knew there was something wrong, different this time. Yeah. But you've already, you it's back to self fulfilling again. It's back to the self fulfilling. Let's not forget, doubt is one of the hindrances, uh, right? Doubt. That's one of the big ones. Well, they're all big, but that's a big one. That's one of my biggest ones. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, but you, yeah, you can't, you know, as you said, you can't force it. You can't, I mean, it's difficult. You can do it. You can do it. It's difficult to meditate angry. It's difficult to meditate frustrated. <laughs> I think what uh, might be really helpful, too, is to recognize just the success for, like, a moment. Like, even when it comes to, like, say, spotting doubt. So you might be able to spot doubt for a moment and be like, yes, this is successful. I've seen you doubt. And then doubt will come back up, right? But then it's just spotting it again and then playing off that, you know, success with that. I agree, yeah. David. Yeah, sometimes just naming the hindrance reduces its hold. Just naming yeah. it reduces the hold a little bit. It doesn't doesn't work all the way, but it definitely helps, helps condense it into uh, identifying that and then mm -hmm. can work with it rather than just like, like you said, Carl, layering a bunch of extra expectations on it. Like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. I've been meditating for years. Yeah. I shouldn't be feeling yeah. this way. Like, I'm, I'm trying so hard to do the technique. It should be working. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, then, but then that's back to expectations again. So yeah, it's good to, it's good to note the hindrances as they, as they arise. And then I think it's easier to tangle with a, with a, something you can you can understand that it is it's like oh it's this big mass of I don't know what I just don't want to practice that you know. I think it's you know the, the trap. No, it, you you felt I, I would I would I would like use this kind of metaphor. You fall into a trap, but you're not recognizing that you're stuck. But but when you recognize a hindrance, you're saying, hey, 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 wait, wait, this is doubt. I'm just stuck in a trap. Mm -hmm. You actually automatically, you know what to do. I need to lift this up. I need to do this. I need to do this to get out of it. So naming it to recognizing yeah, what, what is that I'm experiencing mm -hmm. right now allows you to to move past it at mm -hmm. least one step, another step, another step. It, it brings you back, as is as it said, to the, the moment, right. at least for a yeah. second. Yeah, well, that's right. It's just sometimes for a moment because it'll go like back and forth, right? Like, so it'll be like, aha, I see you, you know, doubt. And then, okay, cool. And then we can get into perhaps, you know, feeling that success. But then the thoughts will come sneaking back in. But, oh, 
I see a doubt again or whatever has arisen, right? So that's the thing. It's just going to, it'll come back, but it's just when it does, getting those little nuggets of success. And that's enough success to just ride with it and build that confidence in um, the practice of it. But I do think, too, it is a good point um, that you don't necessarily have to have like the in woohoo like most ecstatic energetic thing all the time right sometimes moving in because the bodily sensations right perhaps if you are feeling a little bit more sad you could perhaps move it to mellow and the relaxation and the calm and the sukha and it's okay right and that's the thing, right? Even when you're thinking about like being satisfied with with this sadness, it's like the one thing is probably happening at a time. You're sad, you're in dukkha for a bit, and then oh, there's the satisfaction. Oh, I can just you know, I can just chill with this, and then the sadness and the dukkha comes back, and it'll play back and forth, right? So that could be something I, else. I to, you think know. I think I know what we mean. Sometimes I'll reach like a, a lower level of. So a higher level of satisfaction, the sadness will still be there, but it'll be like a shadow of what it once was. It'll be like a shadow of sadness. Like it'll be the sadness, but in like a more, uh, a less intense form. Hmm. Or it's like, yeah, like the sadness will perhaps go away, but then it'll come resurface back up and then it'll go away and it'll come and surface back up. But yeah, it'll kind of pull perhaps more to the background. Yeah, but and then I, it is, yeah. And I do but, think that over time, you know, this skillful observation, you know, helps remove yourself, you know, back into the present, back into observation, back into sense, all these things, but to layer expectation on it, to mm. say, you know, by a certain amount of time, this should have occurred. You know, the, the, the skillful means you end up, automatically getting better as you go without concerning yourself with trying i mean yeah i mean the motivation to improve is of course important but the idea of you know acting like there's these checkpoints it's like okay by this amount of time i should or i've reached this height before why can't i just jump right back but the, the skillful means will take care of themselves and it will get easier in any way just 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 as a natural way of, of, of practice you know that's why it's practice <laughs> practicing towards it you know so. i was gonna say that I, I thanks find guys that's that's very helpful there's a lot of information you shared there brilliant go on joe sorry i interrupted no that's okay uh, I was going to say that I, I find that my thoughts get really, really tricky after a while, after a lot of practice. And it's like, no matter how much I practice, I tend to think that there's going to be a time when I can always have this sort of separation and see, oh, this is just a thought and let go of it as that. But the tricky thing is, is that the thoughts tend to change. And a lot of them have to do with these sort of ideals or like, I mean, like many of you, I spend a lot of time watching Dhamma talks and people tend to be at their best when they're talking or, you know, and, and I don't really have a, a realistic picture all the time of the full compass of human experience, you know, and this can be why it's, I think it's sometimes a little bit difficult with the internet as a sangha medium 
especially because you don't physically see all of us when we're struggling with something. And so you don't see how the person deals with that, what, what skills. And, uh, and so we're describing to you what we do and what we have found effective. Um, but you know, you, you're kind of maybe, cause I know I'm just saying this cause I do it. I'm projecting that all of you are just super hundred percent happy all the time, you know? And, well, well, uh, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Rick. laughs> we've been practicing a really long time too rick so i'm not surprised <laughs> clearly no clearly no i'm still existing which means i'm still suffering i'm still in some sort of suffering um yeah it's it, it is it's yeah that's interesting what you say i i don't i don't listen to that many Dhamma talks actually. I, I I take a lot of that time and I practice what the time sometimes when I feel the urge to listen to a Dhamma talk, I end up using that time for practice instead. Because but that's my personal choice to 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 try and move along the path on my in my own way. Of course Dhamma talks are are helpful. They have their time and you know time and place, but I I found that I, I benefit more through the through the actual sitting practice even if it means you know one or two hours every day you know that's that's a luxury i happen to have and i'm grateful for that but you know that's the i kind of like lean into that into that direction practice more than a lot of uh gather like like information gathering you know can I ask you guys a question? Uh, when you guys mean practice, for me, I, I feel like when we say practice, we always imagine this kind of sitting period or I'm going to put so much effort right now and I'm going to just observe myself. But I can't. I find myself, I cannot not practice. It's impossible <laughs> not to practice. Like right. it, personally, I, it, it's impossible not to practice. So I, it's not like something I have to do, like to sit down and meditate. Even if I go... 10 days, 20 days without actually looking at myself, it's impossible not to practice in some sort of way, you know? That's great. I mean, but I think Rick is just saying, he just didn't say it, but he's saying formal practice. Yeah, and the benefit, formal practice, yeah. Right. The benefit of formal practice is that we see our minds quiet down, you know, mm -hmm. and that we, we take that period. And slow down really too, back slow to down. the slow mode, yeah. back to the slow so, mode, rather than, rather, than, rather than real time, yeah. I, I, would, I like that. I That's say, a really think, good point for me. I think that really that good. formal meditation is is much more. It's been it's been more effective. I mean, it's when you're sitting there, you know, like, yeah. I think I think for me sometimes uh, I find that dhamma talks and sort of guided meditations and things like this can be helpful for me when I find myself really stuck in the hindrances and really lost. That that's where I'm mm. at because I spent a lot of time in the past sort of uh, like, like I, I just, I wanted to sit in silence. I had kind of this idealistic viewpoint of like, you know, from doing Vipassana retreats and things like that. And so I, now I'm a little bit more humble about it for myself. And, and also it's just been, it's been the winter time and I'm a farmer. So like, you know, I have a ton, I have a ton of time right now and talk to me in about a month and I'll be like, probably not watching so many Dhamma talks. <laughs> Yeah. that's how that's my that's my schedule you know it's it's just you know i have i have a busy time of the year and i have a really relaxed time of the year you know i would like to say something to that carl mentioned about the practice throughout the day when you're not just formally sitting so the last 
I don't know, last couple days or last week, I've really noticed um, how easy it is for my mind to try and jump to like the most enjoyable parts of the day or the parts of the day where I'm not like formally working and trying to like run, like get it, get excited or anticipatory about those moments. But the last week it's been a bit different and I've been able to kind of notice that anticipation and say, you know, what's wrong with enjoying what you're doing right now? Why are you running to this sort of great, like free time moment of, oh, I can't wait till I meditate, or I can't wait till I'm done with the work, or I can't wait till I this or that. And wow, I'm just like, I do it a lot. I do it a lot. I'm running to a next time without really. um, And then it's been a bit of, um, it's been about, practicing that observation of oh look at you anticipating what's wrong with this moment what's wrong aren't you don't you have the potential to enjoy this right what you're doing and of course you know don't you get a charge sometimes when you're teaching don't you get a charge sometimes when you're you know whatever you know and so that's been really uh and again i think that it's the formal practice that's allowed the platform for that kind of observation to take place. And of course, it's still going on. I'm still thinking about a little bit about, okay, now when this happens and okay, it'll be feel better because I won't have these obligations, et cetera. But it's less because now there's less anticipation. It doesn't feel like, oh, I can't, you know, like the little mental thought, I can't wait until, even though it's same same day. You know, I, I stopped doing that with the weekends a long time ago. I think most people go, oh, I can't wait till Friday. That's a very common thought people have, right? It's most of the working world. I don't have that one anymore. But in, like, these moments of the day, I'm like, oh, I can't wait until, you know, like, whoa, 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 you can't wait? Really? You can't? Yes, you can enjoy now. Do you have to wait? <laughs> Do you have to wait at all? Like that. So that's, I don't know, it's an observation I wanted to share with everybody that was kind of a, a nice little breakthrough I, I felt this week. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Great. That's brilliant. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds really healthy. Sometimes I have related to that. Uh, I, I get the, the shoulds a little bit where I'm doing something that I, I find a little bit unpleasant and I'm like, I should enjoy this. Like I'm a practitioner, I sh- I should I should be able to to enjoy myself right now instead of actually enjoying myself. And then when I catch when I catch myself, I'm like, okay, I, I I can enjoy this too. You know, my usual one is is doing the laundry. Uh, you know, where I'm like, what is so unpleasant about like the clothes being a little bit cold and wet? Like this is so crazy. <laughs> and that's when I put on the music, and I'm like, I can do something pleasant have some pleasant stimulus while I'm doing something that I would normally categorize as unpleasant. I do that a lot when I'm cleaning, for example. I put on some lo-fi or some like nice, you know, instrumental from like uh, Final Fantasy or something. And I don't mind dusting. I'm like, oh, it's cool. You know, I get to, I have an excuse to listen to music and I have, you know, an excuse to to enjoy dusting. (laughs) Or whatever crap I don't like to do normally. (laughs) 
You're back on the mothership, yeah. <laughs> That's Luca. <laughs> yeah, I, noticed, I noticed that as well as you said uh, anticipating the next part of the day especially mm -hmm. like recently I've been having this moment of uh, I don't know why Damorado's way wakey wakey every time I'm, I'm anticipating something this voice in my head wakey wakey look what you're doing <laughs> I'm cycling from work home today and I'm already planning, oh, I'm going to cook this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. I'm like, wakey, wakey, look where you're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be like clear and present possible danger. It's just, I told you, I think I mentioned in an earlier chat, I can feel sometimes my heart speeding up when I start anticipating the future too much. It's like a physical response to, oh, I can't wait. That's stopped a little bit, thankfully. That's like a dog wiggling his tail. Really yeah, kind of like, oh, but now now I'm just noticing the thought before it gets to be a physical sensation. So more or less, not always, but more or less. Yeah. What I when I'm noticing too for myself recently is that I, I have a lot of standards related to like how much like work I get done and what I classify as like as work and so like if I've been a good boy and I do my eight hours or whatever in the day then all of a sudden I'm like oh good job now you can really be satisfied but even there sometimes I catch it in my mind where it's like but you you didn't work totally hard enough you know like you you didn't do it and uh and then sometimes I just like I won't classify something as work where I'm like okay, well, I, I have to do this, but it doesn't count because, like, I'm, I'm not actually making money doing this, and, like, th that can't count as work, even though I'm, I'm only one person, and, I, like, and it's setting, like, unrealistic expectations, and this is kind of natural, I think, when you're working for mm, yourself, sure. and there's more things than you can ever get done, that you're just, like, that it's some sort of weird reaction where you're, like, never satisfied with the amount of work that you do, and you get really disappointed with yourself if you're, like, having a day where you just like failed or whatever where you know where you're just like today i just i can't do it I, I don't have the i don't have the energy and it's raining like shit outside and what i had planned i'm i'm just not going to do today and it's a total failure it's a write off today's a write off and i noticed yeah. these thoughts it's recurring a self and it's fantastic that like you're you recognize it. These are your own categories. You're like failing yeah. to live up to your own. Like you could have sorted any way you want. You have complete freedom over how you categorize your life. Yep. But yeah, you're like, okay, I'm gonna hold these standards and I never quite reach them. Yep. <laughs> if I if I told you guys my standards, you'd be like, oh my god, you're crazy. You know, like if you came and like saw what I was doing, you'd be like, I mean, that's. Like, nobody does this, Joe. Just take it easy on yourself, you know? And so then, I like, when I see that, I'm like, oh, if they think I can take it easy on myself, why are you not taking it easy on yourself? You know, you're, like... Uh, right, but then that's you. But that's you like, also, a validation from others. Yeah. Like, there's a validation thing that's going on. It's like, oh, I need someone else to tell me it's okay. I right. can't tell myself it's okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So. Guys, I have to go. It's nice to chat with everybody, and uh, it's really you, helpful. I wish you a peaceful week, and uh, I'll talk great. to you soon. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>
I yeah, think this, you're a badass, Joe. I respect. This but this respect validation thing, this validation thing is it's crazy. It's crazy, and like I, I know a lot of it is like schooling and like you know just yeah. I, I was listening to a talk with Ajahn Brahm, and he was like, aim for like seventy percent, you know, and he's like that. That's like a good percent because if you have thirty percent wrong, that's something to learn from, you know. Like if if you're not making mistakes like that how are you ever going to learn like he's like i give you permission to make mistakes and and i think that i have to just keep repeating that to myself that it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to try things out in life fail and try again you know because sometimes i get this thing where i'm like i failed so bad and i fucked up my life so badly that that this is it you know and i went from being just on the right road to now i'm not and all these thoughts and comparisons and comparisons to other farmers and other people's lives and things like that, you know, that are just not realistic and like, hey, you're doing the best that you can, you know, like we all are, you know, and okay, if you didn't get anything done today, who cares, you know, like, I don't have a boss on my ass. I'm the only person on my ass. <laughs> Even if Sometimes you didn't have the boss, it would be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I find it easier to blow off a boss though, because it's like somebody else, and then you're like, oh, whatever, that guy's an idiot. But yeah. like you, but you believe yourself. <laughs> hmm. And these unrealistic <laughs> standards of like, I, I gotta, I gotta meditate at this time. I gotta wake up at this time. I gotta do this for this many hours, and like, and yeah, it's. They uh, really all kill you, man. They take, they take such a toll on me for sure. Like I always find, like I'll get. I'll be motivated for like a day and I'll just be burnt out the next day. Just burnt to a crisp, like completely just like, you know, sometimes my entire like worldview changes where it will be one day like this is the solution and then the other day it will be like the exact opposite of just lazing around, that's the solution. Because I'm just so burnt out and like burning myself into the ground. Yeah, for sure. You can build a habit of burning yourself out. Like you, you, you can, can go hard for I, 20 days and then for so. one month you're in a, in a hole. Yeah, for me, it'll be like hard for like a couple of hours and then in a hole for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. I think like that one day, like you go really hard, you put yourself into that rabbit hole because you say, I should, I should, I should, I should. And then you do do and you create such a high expectation for yourself that if you're not able to meet the next day, you're going to fall so hard. In the next yeah. day, you're going to say, yeah. oh, yesterday I did this, 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 this. And then you fall so hard just because you built yourself throughout the day so much. But if you do one thing, one thing right at the day, and then the next day comes and you don't do it, you're like, ah, ah it's still okay. It's just one thing I didn't do. It's not like 10 things like yesterday, you know? So the more we build yeah. ourselves, the more we set ourselves for a trap. Like the, the 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 bigger the fall is gonna be, the deeper the rabbit hole, as they say. What I, what I find is that I end up getting more done when I just am relaxed and I just naturally follow whatever rhythm is coming up, and I and I know that I have these things that I like need to be doing, but if I let them occur at their own pace then they occur. But I spend so much time thinking about when they will occur and planning and trying to be efficient that then I, I do burn myself out and I, and I end up getting less done. And I can see that I've done this for a lot of years. So it's a really hard retraining process of 
because I basically like most of my adult life, I work for myself. So I've been my own internal boss and I've been a rough boss on myself, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's a retraining process and really reminding myself, wait a minute, look at how much stuff you got done when you just naturally walked when you had to walk and lifted this thing when you had to lift it and went and did this and went and did that. And Look at that. Amazing. These things just seem to get done on their own because you enjoyed the whole process and you didn't get to the end of it. Like, oh, my God, that was horrible. You know, um, thank God I'm done with that. But you just it could, it could enjoy each aspect of that task as, you know, as it was. And this is a constant thing. I, I, that's why I really appreciate that I have the time to like. To, to do this, to work for myself, but it's. But sometimes it's like, like when I have been working for somebody else and I just have a mindless thing to do, I'm like, wow, this is so, this is so easy. Cause like, I, I just, I just got to get this thing done. And like, there's no standards because I know that they've set a standard that is doable. Um, and it's hard when you're working for yourself because you're like knowing the financial pressures of it and like, holy crap. I mean, I have to set unrealistic standards because this just ain't going to work out financially if I don't work for so many hours, but to accept okay, well, this just isn't going to work out, you know, like, I'm just going to lose money. And that's a hard one to accept. But it's something that you kind of have to do if you want to maintain your sanity. See the bigger picture and like, okay, well, it's not always going to be like that. You know, it's going to change. <laughs> Eventually, you'll have other things in place, and you'll get more efficient. And, you know, you work with other people eventually. And yeah. So these are some things that I'm seeing with with myself. Nice. Um, I thought of another way to phrase my question from the beginning. Um, would that be cool? If I try and ask it. Okay, so basically. If, if it causes me to suffer more to try and remove the hindrances, should I do it or just like surrender to the hindrances? Do or do not. There and is neither no of them is really ideal. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I was quoting you. I mean, I mean, that's the thing, right? I think it's like, I mean, it's spotting them. And then I think it is like really just that chain reaction of spotting it and that congratulations. And like, like there is that little bit of effort and then sustaining, but like, Oh, I gotta try real, real hard to like pull out this, you know, hindrance or whatever. There's still that F, you know what I mean? That essence of um, almost yeah. thirst, right? Like of of getting, you know, rid of it. But in that moment that you've spotted it, even if it is just for a minute, it or a moment, sorry, it's gone for that moment, right? It's like that's sort of the the speed you know, at I, which things I, function, right? You saying that actually really answered my question because it kind of gave me this insight that like, don't focus on the results. Don't focus on the removal of the hindrance. Focus on the process. Enjoy the process mm. of 
noticed. Oh, you noticed. Hey, congrats. Not expecting, like Joe was saying, like it just actually kind of hit me and something. And he said that, like, not expecting that's going to remove the hindrance and being bummed out, but it didn't. But focusing on just the process, just the process, just the process, and not even caring about the hindrance, like just the process of. Yeah. Of that's what a lot of practice. A lot of practice is just focusing on on the whole process of it and just mm -hmm. reminding ourselves that other people have done this and or or i have done this and seen results let's not try and fear like theoretically come up with why i'm doing less i'm i'm just gonna mm. i'm gonna do this you know and i'm gonna see what what happens if i keep this up and i'm in it for the long haul right because this is this is all short term sort of things but like these successes eventually you get to the point where you're like wow i mean my whole identity and personality has changed you know just on on the relative level you know where like i am a kinder person and it kind of snuck up on me and and it wasn't like the times that i theoretically thought about it that really helped and but it's it's like when i was like you know what i'm just gonna just do this because i'm gonna trust that this works you know just i'm gonna put my my heart into this you know and get in touch with with this these feelings that i'm having you know because other wiser people than me have told me that this is what helps you know um and when i've been able to like give into that trust like yeah it's it's like hey just just do it you know because it's right. like it's fun it's enjoyable you know if it's not enjoyable then like don't do it you know um but like sort of resigning it's sort of like like when I get like that, it's like, I think the world's going to stop where I'm just like, okay, well, this is it. Like the world's just ending right now. And and this is just like the state that I'm, that I'm going to be in and the state of things. And, and it's kind of like, I'm expecting the movie to end, but everything keeps going and it's not static. And this is why, like, when you go to like monasteries and stuff, they're often active and they're often like doing projects and changing up the schedule and like just doing weird stuff because they don't want us to like be stuck on this like attachment to tranquility this attachment mm. to just like this sort of static sort of thing you know that the idea of practice but it's flowing it's changing mm. it's shifting it's fluxing that's reality it's constantly moving you know we can't see it until we still our minds and so it's a weird sort of dichotomy of like, the more we still our minds, the more we see everything is changing, everything is fluxing, everything is just going, you know, and we're not really totally in control of it. It's kind of going on its own. That's why I think like when I, when they said it all ties up, what just Joe said, it's all comes down to pressure. That's when I said relax because it's constantly moving. So in one scenario, as we always say, you might need to actively seek out and remove dukkha. But in some scenarios, you might actually not need to do it. You might just need to relax. So it, it's it's really constantly shifting. So there will you're looking for one-way answer right now as you're asking that question. You're always looking, okay, if I got this one tip, I'm going to do it uh, tomorrow when it shows up or next time it shows up. But in reality, it's a new moment. It's already shifted. So you're going to have to investigate and look what, what, what really is it. Is it doubt? Is it, is it frustration? Is it something new? It's never the same thing. It's never going to be the same right. sadness. It's always fresh. Relax and relaxing is moving, removing the hindrance. 
Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that is yeah. a direct path of removing the hindrance. Both yeah. ways you're removing, removing it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, if you just go into relaxing into it, right, or just, yeah, the relaxing, that's the new sort of um, moment, right? So it's not like, you know... <laughs> I think that's the thing is like, oh, these hindrances are all going on in the background. I got to hit every single one of them before I can finally relax. And it's like, no, that moment, if you are with your breath and you are relaxing, there isn't these hindrances present. It's the one the thought arises of, oh, no, I need to catch a hindrance right now. This isn't right. That's when the hindrances arise, you know, come up, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There's something to do. Yeah, yeah. Is it should we aim for the first jhana, the full no hindrances, or is it enough to just be like satisfied with having some hindrances, just like for being overall happy? Well, I, I think it's like, I mean, when you're you're satisfied, there there isn't like the hindrances, right? Like. At least, I think in the terms we're talking about, satisfaction, right? If if there is, like, okay, if you are unsatisfied, right, it's because you are, you know, craving something. You can't be, like, right. thirsty and quenched at the same time, right? Like, so, like, that's the thing. You might fluctuate. So I think this is the idea, too, of, like, viewing a jhana in a very, like, permanent thing. Like, oh, man, I'm going to go into jhana for 20 minutes. Rather than, okay, it'll kind of stay a little bit more stable, but, oh, pop. You know what I mean? As the, um, like, a hindrance, okay, comes up, spot it, right? But if the, I mean, I think the general attitude will be much more to be like, okay, we can come back to this very easily, very much with a sense of ease. And when something comes up, it's very, you know, it's it's easy to spot it or take care of it or just relax back into it because it does it. Okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> a little stray thought came up. Okay, and just float away, you know. <laughs> One metaphor comes to my head. Is like pulling rope, like pulling rope contest. You're constantly pulling rope with, with yourself. Sometimes you have to let go of the rope so the opponent falls into you. Sometimes you have to pull the rope. You know, that's yeah. that's yeah. how yeah. this yeah. process. Yeah. How, how yeah. Can I say it there's can something that's like each, I guess. I I would say that there's something to aim for. If there is anything to to aim for, is being okay with reality as it is mm -hmm. right now. You know, and and to see, wow, I'm in the present moment, and this is really wonderful. Exactly right where I'm at. That's that's something yeah. to aim to aim for, and to constantly be going for all the time. Uh, who cares about you know the the genre the like the genres? <laughs> you know, like just just be okay. Yeah. And so that, that's yes. Yeah, so, so that's 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 yeah. So that's. That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm like, just being okay. Like, even though I'm not in a perfect jhana, and I don't really want to do the effort of creating enough PT and just energy can and bringing that energy see, and pulling the Can we the change our minds to, to see if there's, there's actually nothing wrong in the present moment? Can we can we rewire our brains to to see that that this whole thought that there was ever something wrong right now? is created inside of myself you know mm. and like that's that's like the the practice that we're cultivating is to see right now there's nothing wrong 
There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. If there is something to do, I'm going to do it joyfully, you know. <laughs> but most of the time, there's nothing to do. There's no danger here. Nothing wrong, you know. And we keep doing this over and over and over again. And when we find ourselves uh, caught, we just come back to this. And it's just a, a good reminder, you know. Um, and that's why I find it can be less than helpful sometimes with the super technical uh, hardcore Dharma stuff. Because sometimes I wonder, I know I've mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating, I think. How are these guys in everyday life? How is their relationships with their parents? How is their relationships with their friends? How are they interacting with others? Do they have like kindness, you know? I don't really know because like all I get from their descriptions and the way that they talk is like a bunch of technical things going on, you know, and they're really good at breaking down reality into little fragments. And, you know, you see a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things about, you know, different descriptions of what's going on, but it's like, are, are they, are they able to actually, it's, it's almost like they're practicing in a different, in a different like way. And their, and their goals are on like a different wavelength than, where I've come to with my goals, right? And that is, okay, so my mind is going to like keep being unsatisfied with reality and I'm going to have to change that to remind myself, no, 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 everything's okay, Joe. Like, there's no mm -hmm. problem here. <laughs> it's all made up for yourself, you know? And yeah, and it's a, cha it's a challenge, you know? Like, it's-, it's I wish it's sadness was on the hindrances list. So there was like a way to deal with it because there's no sadness hindrance. I wish there was. I just kind of noticed, Robert, when Joe said, can we just appreciate this moment right now? You kind of like relaxed and you had a little smile and then you went back into like this thinking about like, it really hard. Saying, yeah. And then you come up with another question like, oh, I wish there was a sadness. You relaxed <laughs> for a second and then you, you, you moved on. So that's what we're saying by relaxing. That's good nursing, man. Thank you. It able to do it whenever you want to when we mention it to take a breath you you take a breath and you relax that's that's yeah I, I feel it for a second I get, a, I get a couple seconds it's like, oh, nice. wakey, wakey. so you build on that success <laughs> you build yeah. on that success and you just do it over and over and over again and it never it never stops you know mm -hmm. and like you, there's never a time to not have this you know like yeah. to just keep doing it over and over again and build on the success and oh yeah i can really do this you know like i got this this isn't so hard yeah that's that's one big key point is is have trust in yourself that you can do this like mm. there is no no authority out there that can help you deal with this as, as we talked before you are responsible for for it even if you talk to the marat or even if you talk to us you already know how to do it you already done it many many times you're an expert in this you will you you know how to do it yeah and having that trust will bring you back to the success yeah i think yeah that's the doubt you're, you're mm. experiencing the doubt as we, we we it all boils down to the first thing as, as i mentioned it's the doubt that's it you don't trust that you can deal with it yeah yeah i think like being satisfied and content with the knowledge and the skill that you have is very very helpful <laughs> like into to being able to yeah just see it again and it's like okay 
Because like that's yeah. You're sounding like a little bit again. Help you again. It's all right. Okay. It's okay. Just do it all again. It's a really, it's a really good like mindfulness. It's like it's kind of funny seeing his reaction every time. You know, I was like, oh no. It's a good mindfulness bell each time. Yeah. So one thing I think sad, sadness isn't listed as a hindrance because it's uh, it's not it's not a hindrance you know it's mm. it's just an emotion and it's like it's okay to be sad like because you can be you can have all these emotions and feel sadness at the mm. same time you know like you can kind of be realistic about the world it is difficult like I mean when I look at people who are a little bit younger than me I'm like man. The, the age that you're at is fucking difficult, you know? And like, I just, you just have to have trust where I'm like, hey, like give it a few years and it gets like a lot easier, you know? And, um, and when I talk to older people that practice, they kind of say the same thing to me when I'm struggling with stuff and they're like, oh, wait till you get to 60, you know? And they're, I've heard people say this to me where they're like, what? I consider myself like a complete idiot all in my 30s and 40s. Like it wasn't until 60 that I really figured out what was going on, you know? And so it's like, wow, that's wonderful that like life is getting better. Because yeah, getting but life better is getting better. Still. That's awesome, you know? man. That's such what a, a wholesome way of reframing it. it. What a mm-hmm. different way of going through yeah. life thinking it's going to get easier because I'm going to get better at this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep practicing and like things are just going to keep flowing with each other and get better. And when you hear other things from society, you just say, okay, whatever. You're, you're living in a different world and hold on to your views really strongly. And I, I'll, I'll have some other more wholesome views, you know, that things are easy right now. But if I practice more, these skills will develop, you mm-hmm. know, because I've seen them develop. And wow, it's going to be really easy, you know, because it's really easy right now. A lot easier than when I was 16. I mean, we all can say that, right? It's just one success after another. They just Mm -hmm. just build, you know. Yeah, I really, I really resonate with something Carl said as well. Like, um, like the holding on to the victim identity. I do that a lot. When I feel like I've been the sufferer for a long time, Mm -hmm. when I start to taste the gladness, I'm like, fuck it, it's bullshit, it's fake, it's bleeding. I don't even want it. I'm just gonna stay being a victim, you know. Yeah, yeah, but so. it's actually I I can actually just it is objectively like a better experience of like life, so I might as well give up that identity for mm-hmm. satisfaction. Well, yeah, it's like there's that attachment to it, and then for those moments you're born as the victim, right? Or yeah, but it's just like seeing through it and being like, yeah, you know what? Don't have to do that. That's a momentary thing, you know. But they'll come. You know, sometimes comes back up. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to repeat myself, but yeah, well, I can relate to that because if once I see this victim, I also in, investigate into it, seeing the fears that come behind. Mm-hmm. It, it's usually it comes with a bundle of fears of you don't want to feel good because you're afraid of feeling good. You're afraid of being loved. You're afraid of nurturing yourself. It can be it can come from your childhood. It can come from a lot of things. Th- those things actually don't matter. But it comes from that lack of love for yourself. You're 
you're not able to give love to yourself. It's almost like I'm, I'm not deserving of, the, I don't deserve this love. I don't, I, I, who am I to receive this love? You know, it's, 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 it's sort of like a fear of, of being different version of yourself, of being loving to you, yeah. towards yourself and yeah. others. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's very harsh to, to be loving to other people nowadays because we live in such a competitive society that you see this competitiveness everywhere. So love, love is perceived as something as a weak, weak trait. Oh, if you're kind to others, if you give money to others, if you show respect to others, you're, you're weak. So you build, we build this identity that, oh, I cannot show any weakness in this society because I have to look strong. I cannot, I cannot love myself. That's what I know. It's like, I, I see this all the time because I come from martial art backgrounds. I see these dudes in the gym who lift weights, who look really tough because they cannot give themselves some love. It's, it's all it boils down to, like, you know, big boy problem. So I think one yeah. thing that you said, though, is you, you said we can look at our childhood and it doesn't really matter. It might not matter, but sometimes it's helpful to disidentify with it to see where these things come from a little bit. For me, at least, I find where I'm like, wow, this thought that I'm having, I remember my mom really having these same worries, you know? And you kind of disidentify a little bit when you're like, wait a minute, like, this isn't totally me. Whenever I have money worries, I'm just like, oh, that's my mom, right right there, you know? And I can just see it immediately. And it's like, it, it, I just disidentify with the, th the thoughts a little bit, you know? Because a lot, a lot of the thoughts that we have are not really mm -hmm. like coming from ourselves or our own. You it know? never is. Yeah, but, but what, what I meant, it doesn't mean you, you're right. It, it's good to see it. You're just seeing it uh, on more under microscope. Well, I mean, you can see it's dukkha and you can just show it out as far as that. It doesn't yeah. matter. You mm -hmm. already at expert level that you can see, okay, oh, it's my mom. Boom, out. Yeah. You're just <laughs> yeah, zooming in really hard on Right, it. exactly. Yeah, you don't need to dig into it because that's the other aspect of what modern people love doing as mm -hmm. being like, I went through this when I was 12 and everybody wants to sit in a circle and talk about it for hours. And, you know, and then you go back a year later yeah. and they're still talking about the same thing, you know? And yeah. it's like, no, yeah. you just, you just see it and you're like, Oh, that's, that's that thing. Okay. Let drop that one. Mm -hmm. You know, easy to see <laughs> moving on to the next one. You yeah. know, it almost feels like an act of violence to uh, let go of my victim. Like I'm committing an act of violence on myself to, um, you, but you, you're, you're going to have to keep from, doing it over and over again. Hmm. You know, is that like it doesn't it doesn't ever yeah. permanently go away. That's it keeps really it keeps That's coming. Really yeah, it keeps coming back mm -hmm. and you keep having to remind I'm just yourself to keep them back. It's, yeah. yeah. And you keep having to remind yourself that you're, you're not the only one. Like it's not a one person battle. Like we're we're in this yeah. together, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not the only one, but there is only one way out, right? The victimhood just leads to no victimhood, so there is only no way out, and you have to bite the bullet and stop being a victim eventually, and stop pitching yourself eventually. No, it's not eventually. Just, just right now. Mm -hmm. Right, right now. Oh, I, I mean, like as a, I meant like to encourage myself to like do it. Yeah, well, I have to do that too. But it's, but it's, but it's sounded a little bit hard. It's sounded a little bit harsh and unrealistic. Where it's like, oh, um, okay. just, just do it right now, and you know, and if yeah. if you fall into it again, yeah. it's okay. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I think, right. yeah, it, it is helpful to like see when like perhaps rules are forming, right? And being like, oh, okay, because like then yes, you know, rules there are is, forming. Oh my yeah, god, 
there'll be like this, uh, you know, self that is born into that. And oh, there's this static image of myself yet again. Oh, no, I, I'm not supposed to have that, you know, static image of myself ever. And it's like, wait a minute, that's just another static image of the self coming in, being born yet again, you know, rather than just, oh, isn't this wonderful to just be here now with the breath, content, satisfied, you know, that is just, you know, wonderful. And so, yeah, and just to see the process, see the process of that self being born, right? You know, when there's a little baby Robert coming up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little, little rulemaker getting, getting yeah, spawned. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one, one thing that's been interesting for me in like, like meeting Alex has been like really taking this like whatever works approach where it seems for Alex that what works for him is like he just talks to Don Murado every day, you know? And like, Badass as hell, man. Badass as hell. And like, I don't have the balls. I feel like I just bore him to death with like the same problems again and again. But it, but it works for Alex, you know, is that... I know, I kind of want to, though. That he's like, you know what? Like he's he's taken the, the humbleness to be like, you know what? I know that we're supposed to be taking advice and going off on our own and you know, doing this, but you know what, for me, I need to get reminded again. Like, hey, can you just repeat this one again for me, Dom Murado? And Dom Murado has all the patience in the world, you know? I mean, at, like, I mean, any practitioner who's gotten results from the path will also have that patience, mm -hmm. you know? And just repeat the same thing over and over yeah. and over again, because they know how it is and they don't really care, you know? But sometimes th this one person battle thing, we're like sitting there and like, you know, you're, you're like, Arr, I got I got to do this. I know what to do. I I I know what I'm supposed to do and we don't have the humbleness to yeah. just reach out and be like, "Ah, just give Don Murado a call." And really yeah, I don't just need to sound be satisfied. I don't need to sound yeah. I don't need to sound smart or have mm. a question for him or or anybody else, you know, anybody else that you're friends with, you know, uh or watch a Dharma talk or listen to a guided meditation or whatever it is that works, you know. It doesn't mm. really matter. Um it's not like okay, this is like training wheels and eventually I have to let these ones go, you know? Um, and it's been a yeah. real change for me seeing this because I really used to be like anti-guided meditation because I used to think that you couldn't really see your own reality if you're listening to somebody telling you what you're supposed to be seeing. But I think it can well, be really helpful. That's a trippy thought, man. That's crazy. It comes back to enjoying the Dharma. Once you, once you like, once that's you're really true. into it, you enjoy, you, you understand, you enjoy listening to it, you enjoy talking about it, you enjoy anything to do with it, because it, it, it is within you, so. Even if you watch the... It never gets boring. Like, when I watch, like, when, when you say, when you use Alex's example, I, I see that as well, like, I've watched, like, couple videos of Alex and for me it's always a reminder like I, I, I don't have to go talk to them rather I can just watch a video with somebody and I'll be like oh yeah that's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it you know yeah but there definitely is something too to the repetition when it comes to the practice right and it's just working these things in like over time you know because because I think that's the thing is that's there's true. Often, it takes yeah, time. Yeah, yeah there, it totally takes time to sink in. I'm going to brush and shit. I agree. 
Yeah, there's often that, yeah, oh, I've already heard this, time for something new, time for, you know, the next thing, because I've already heard this, I know it. But, you know, you I forget. Know it, yeah, yeah, it, it gets forgotten, and so it's like, oh, that's a wonderful reminder, just to hear it again. Like, I mean, even say something, like, say the seven factors of awakening are brought up or whatever. Those can even just gladden the mind, just being brought up, right? So... This is a reminder of them, right? Yeah. I've got I've got notes hanging all around my house in different spots, like above my sink and stuff like that, with little reminders that are helpful, you know. And I I did that a long time ago, and each time it never gets old. Like saying <laughs> the little the little mantra type thing, you know, that's to do with it. Just mm. just a little just a little reminder, you know. Some and it's it's funny. Sometimes I can see when like. I get like I can really, really see clearly when I'm really in a hindrance when I get angry at the note. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that note, you know. And yeah. then I'm like, oh well, yeah. I'm really, I'm really in a hindrance. I, I might want to go sit right now and take take a minute when I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting ungrateful for the water that's coming out of the faucet. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Everything you guys just said, I relate to so much. Cool guys, I'm gonna shoot out while we're okay. That was excellent. Really nice meeting you. Take care. See you guys. It's been great, man. Thank you for the advice. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you, man. Have a wonderful day. I'm gonna have to shoot out too soon. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do some meditation. I'm gonna.